Well, howdy there, listener. Some books I read may contain sensitive subjects. Check the episode notes for content warnings. My name is Connor McGeverly, and this is Connor Reads Books, a show where I, Connor, read you a book, or a story from a book, or a piece of a book, regardless of what I read. And without further ado, let's begin. The Golden Bird Once upon a time there was a king that had a beautiful garden, and in the garden stood a tree which bore golden apples. These apples were always counted, and about the time when they began to grow ripe, it was discovered that every night one of them would be missing. The king became very angry at this and ordered the gardener to keep watch all night under the tree. The gardener set his eldest son to watch. But about twelve o'clock he fell asleep, and in the morning another of the apples was missing. When the second son was ordered to watch, at midnight he too fell asleep, and in the morning another apple was gone. Then the third son offered to keep watch. But the gardener at first would not let him, for fear some harm should come to his youngest son. However, at last he consented, and the young man laid himself under the tree to watch. As the clock struck twelve, he heard a rustling noise in the air, and he saw a bird that came flying in. It was made of pure gold. And as it was snapping at one of the apples with its beak, the gardener's son jumped up and shot an arrow at it. The arrow hit the golden bird, but did it no harm. It only dropped a golden feather from its tail and then flew away. The golden feather was brought to the king in the morning, and all the council was called together. Everyone agreed that it was worth more than all the wealth of the kingdom, but the king said, One feather is of no use to me. I must have the whole bird. Then the gardener's eldest son set out and thought to find the golden bird very easily. And when he had gone but a little way, he came into a wood, and by the side of the wood he saw a fox sitting. So he took his bow and made ready to shoot at it. And then the fox said, Do not shoot me, for I will give you good counsel. I know what your business is, and that you want to find the golden bird. You will reach a village in the evening. And when you get there, you will see two inns opposite of one another, one of which is very pleasant and very enticing. Do not go in there. But rest for the night in the other, though it may appear to you to be very poor and mean. But the son thought to himself, What can such a beast as this know about the matter? So he shot his arrow at the fox, but he missed it and it set up its tail above its back and ran into the wood. Then he went his way, and in the evening came to the village where the two inns were, and in one of these were people singing and dancing and feasting. But the other looked very dirty and poor. 
I should be very silly, said he, if I went into that shabby house and left this charming place. So he went into the pleasant inn, and ate and drank at his ease, and he forgot the bird, and then his home. As time passed on, as the eldest son did not come back, and no tidings were heard of him, the second son set out, and the same thing happened to him. He met the fox, who gave him the good advice, but when he came to the two inns, his eldest brother was standing at the window where the merrymaking was, and called to him to come in. And he could not withstand the temptation, but went in. And he forgot the golden bird, and his home, in the same manner. Time passed on again, and the youngest son, too, wished to set out into the world to seek for the golden bird. But his father would not listen to it for a long while for he was very fond of his youngest son, and was afraid that some ill luck might happen to him also and prevent his coming back. However, at last it was agreed the youngest should go, for he would not rest at home. And as he came to the wood, he met the fox, and heard the same good counsel. But he was thankful to the fox, and did not attempt his life as his brothers had done. So the fox said, Sit upon my tail, and you will travel faster. So he sat down, and the fox began to run, and away they went over stock and stone so quick that their hair whistled in the wind. When they came to the village, the son followed the fox's counsel, and without considering the fine inn, he went straight into the shabby one and rested there all night at his ease. When the morning came, the fox came again, and met him as he was beginning his journey, and said, Go straight forward, till you come to a castle, before which lie a whole troop of soldiers fast asleep and snoring. Take no notice of them, but go into the castle and pass along, until you come to a room where the golden bird sits in a wooden cage. Close by it stands a beautiful golden cage. But do not try to take the bird out of the shabby cage and put it into the handsome one. Otherwise, you will repent it. Then the fox stretched out his tail again, and the young man sat himself down. And away they went over stock and stone, till their hair whistled in the wind. Before the castle gate, all was as the fox had said. So the sun went in and found the chamber where the golden bird hung in a wooden cage and below stood the golden cage, and the three golden apples that had been lost were lying close to it. Then thought he to himself, It would be a very droll thing to bring away such a fine bird in this shabby cage. So he opened the door and took hold of it, and put it into the golden cage. But the bird set up such a loud scream that all the soldiers awoke, and they took him prisoner, and carried him before their king. The next morning the court sat to judge him, and when all was heard, it sentenced him to die, unless he should bring the king the golden horse which could run as swiftly as the wind. If he did this, he was to have the golden bird given to him for his own. So he set out once more on his journey, sighing, and in great despair.
when, on a sudden, his good friend the fox met him, and said, You see now what has happened on account of your not listening to me. I will still, however, tell you how to find the golden horse, if you will do as I bid you. You must go straight on until you come to the castle where the horse stands in his stall. By his side will lie the groom, fast asleep and snoring. Take away the horse quietly, but be sure to put the old leathern saddle upon him, not the golden one that is close by it. Then the youngest son sat down on the fox's tail, and away they went over stock and stone until their hair whistled in the wind. All went right, and the groom lay snoring with his head upon the golden saddle. But when the son looked at the horse, he thought it a great pity to put the leathern saddle upon it. I will give him the good one, said he. I am sure he deserves it. As he took up the golden saddle, the groom awoke and cried out so loud that all the guards ran in and took him prisoner. And in the morning, he was again brought before the court to be judged and again he was sentenced to die. But it was agreed that, if he should bring thither the beautiful princess, he should live, and have the bird and the horse given to him for his own. Then the son went his way again, very sorrowfully. But the old fox had arrived and said, Why do you not listen to me? If you had, you would have carried away both the bird and the horse. Yet will I give you counsel once more. Go straight on, and in the evening you will arrive at the castle. At twelve o'clock at night, the princess goes to the bathing house. Go up to her and give her a kiss, and she will let you lead her away. But take care you do not suffer her to go and take leave of her father and mother. Then the fox stretched out his tail. So away they went, over stock and stone, until their hair whistled in the wind. As they came to the castle, all was as the fox had said, and at twelve o'clock the young man met the princess going to the bath and gave her a kiss. And she agreed to run away with him, but begged with many tears that he would let her take leave of her mother and father. At first he refused. But she wept still more and more, and fell at his feet, until at last he consented. But the moment she came to her father's house, the guards awoke, and he was taken prisoner once again. Then he was brought before the king, and the king said, You shall never have my daughter unless in eight days you dig away the hill that stops the view from my window. Now this hill was so big that the whole world could not take it away. And when he had worked for seven days and had done very little, the fox came and said, Lie down and go to sleep. I will work for you. And in the morning he awoke, and the hill was gone. So he went merrily to the king, and told him that now that it was removed, he must give him the princess. Then the king was obliged to keep his word, and away went the young man with the princess. And the fox came to him and said, We will have all three, the princess, the horse, and the bird. Ah, said the young man, that would be a great thing. But how can you contrive it? 
If you will only listen, said the fox, it can soon be done. When you come to the king and he asks you for the beautiful princess, you must say, here she is. Then he will be very joyful, and you will mount the golden horse that they are to give you, and put out your hand to take leave of them. But shake hands with the princess last. Then lift her quickly onto the horse behind you, clap your spurs into his side, and gallop away as fast as you can. All went right. Then the fox said, When you come to the castle where the bird is, I will stay with the princess at the door, and you will ride in and speak to the king. And when he sees that it is the right horse, he will bring out the bird. But you must sit still and say that you want to look at it, to see whether it is the true golden bird. And when you get it into your hand, ride away. This too happened as the fox said. They carried off the bird and the princess mounted again, and they rode on to a great wood. Then the fox came and said, Pray, kill me, and cut off my head and my feet. But the young man refused to do it. So the fox said, I will at any rate give you good counsel. Beware of two things. Ransom no one from the gallows, and sit down by the side of no river. Then away he went. Well, thought the young man, it is no hard matter to keep that advice. He rode on with the princess, till at last he came to the village where he had left his two brothers. And there he heard a great noise and uproar. And when he asked what was the matter, the people said, Two men are going to be hanged. As he came nearer, he saw the two men were his brothers, who had turned robbers. So he said, Is there no way they can be saved? But the people said, No unless he would bestow all of his money upon the rascals and buy their liberty. Then he did not stay to think about the matter, but paid what he was asked. And his brothers were given up, and went on with him towards their home. And as they came to the wood where the fox first met them, it was so cool and pleasant that the two brothers said, Let us sit down by the side of the river, and rest a while, to eat and drink. And so the youngest said, Yes, and forgot the fox's counsel, and sat down on the side of the river. And while he suspected nothing, they came behind and threw him down on the bank, and took the princess, the horse, and the bird, and went home to the king, their master, and said, All of this we have won by our labor. Then there was a great rejoicing made, but the horse would not eat. The bird would not sing, and the princess wept. The youngest son fell to the bottom of the river's bed. Luckily, it was nearly dry, but his bones were almost broken, and the bank was so steep that he could find no way to get out. Then the old fox came once more, and scolded him for not following his advice. Otherwise, no evil would have befallen him. Yet, said he, I cannot leave you here, so lay hold of my tail, and hold fast. Then he pulled him out of the river, and said to him as they got upon the bank, Your brothers have set watch to kill you, if they find you in the kingdom. So he dressed himself as a poor man, and came secretly to the king's court, 
and was scarcely within the doors when the horse began to eat, and the bird began to sing, and the princess stopped her weeping. Then he went to the king and told him all of his brother's roguery, and they were seized and punished, and he had the princess given to him again. And after the king's death, he was the heir to the kingdom. A long while after, he went to walk one day in the wood, and the old fox met him, and besought him with tears in his eyes to kill him and to cut off his head and feet. At last, the youngest son did so, and in a moment the fox was changed into a man and turned out to be the brother of the princess, who had been lost a great many years. The End This has been Connor Reads Books. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have, please share and leave a review. Feel free to check out my social medias at Voice. Links in the episode notes. A big thank you to Louis Sanders, the producer of the Connor Reads Books theme song. Until next we turn the page, toodaloo.